Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is that my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. What up, Goat Bros? Time for some housekeeping before we get deep into the Goat Bro room for some brutal authenticity. We got an interesting thing going on here. Wondering if you, yes, you, would be interested in being on a leadership team with the three amigos and Mike. (laughs) We are looking for some people to get on the leadership team that are brothers and help us plan the 2018 steamboat trip we want your input and we want your ideas and we want to make this an epic adventure for everyone in attendance if you are interested in this please reach out to melanie at melanie at gobundance.com just let her know you are interested in being on the leadership team and we really appreciate your help with that for us we just need about three guys okay a couple of things we got the Fambundance Solar Eclipse coming up August 17th to the 22nd. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Opportunity of a lifetime. There's a mountain town that we're staying in. One of the best places in the world to view the solar eclipse. August 21st, there'll be a total eclipse. It only happens every 99 years. This dude, Caleb Maddox. I don't know if you've seen this guy. You've probably seen him on Grant Cardone a couple of times. He's got these... YouTube videos with millions and millions of, of watchers. Uh, he's 15 years old. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, he ma- he's killing. He's making a ton of money telling not only kids but adults what they need to do to get their shit together and be successful in life. Mike McCarthy's son pays money to follow him and get a video from him every day that motivates him on how to make money as a kid. And even wrote a book called How to Make Money as a Kid. He's going to be joining Fan Abundance for four days in Jackson Hole. So if your kids haven't joined his book club, uh, we highly recommend it. And if they don't follow him on YouTube, get them to start following him on YouTube now, whether they're going to the event or not. But if they are going to the event, it'll make it even that better because they could get selfies with him. And uh, he's quite famous. Okay, then we got a tribal gathering in Austin, Texas on September 9th through the 11th. Basically... It's going to kick off Saturday at 6, and then it's going to conclude at 10 on Monday. So it's a quick in and out. Great for you to see the city of Austin. And so cool outdoors. They've got uh, some some great speakers. Going to do some, uh, you know, ultimate Frisbee and a whole bunch of other cool things uh, planned out. So don't miss that. That's $1,250. Bucks. Go to either the GoBundance.com website or reach out again to Melanie. It'll, Belize couple's trip is sold out for November 4th. But I do hear 
that there's one gentleman who signed up, and you know who you are, who has not had does not have a girlfriend currently. I don't know how he's going. He's going to pick up a chick between now and then. So it's a possibility if he doesn't, you might be able to get his spot. But I'm going to leave that at that. And then, of course, uh, South Africa coming up September 24th to October 4th. Yes, you can still sign up. If you're interested, you get with Melanie or uh, get direct with Monica. And it's Monica at Yampu. Monica at YAMPU.com. We got 15 guys going. It's going to be just absolutely incredible back-to-back ADD adventures that you know one thing after another it's going to be you know one of the best trips ever and uh, go to Monica at Yampu if you're interested in that a bunch of us are flying out of New York City together we're going to rock that plane there's like 10 of us on one plane out of New York City and then of course we got the sixth annual wow has it been six years sixth annual winter adventure Steamboat Springs Colorado we're going to start off with a fan abundance with families. January 13th to the 16th is going to be all the families and kids. Then on the 16th to the 19th, we've got the regular brothers. We're going to rock and roll. We're going to do some skiing and then going to mastermind all night. We have a lineup of some really good speakers and it's going to be the best event yet. And it's going to be real easy for, you, for everybody to get to. So... That is coming up again in uh, January of next year. And we are uh, limiting this one because, you know, we kept putting out these high numbers. And then, you know, as a company, we promised the hotel 150 rooms and then we'd only use 130 and we get screwed on the extra 20 rooms. And so to, to make this serious, we are, we are limiting this to 100. That's it. I mean, the, the hotel is only going to fit 100. We're only going to sell 100 tickets. So if you haven't signed up for this, I think we already got like 40 tickets sold. If you haven't bought your ticket and paid for this, you should definitely not procrastinate on this because there will be a cutoff. We're limiting to one hundo. That's it for now, guys. Hey, keep rocking and let's jump into the GoBro room. Grab life big. All right, Go Abundance Brothers, welcome to the GoBro Room. Uh, this is great grabbing life a big today. I got Mr. Courtney Atkinson on the line, and uh, we're going to dig deep into some awesome things. Courtney, welcome to Grab Life Big, brother. Oh, Pat, so good to be uh, here chatting with you today, brother. I uh, really appreciate you and all that you do for us, man. Hey, my pleasure. Why don't you uh, give us a five-minute rundown on yourself so we can get to know you better, <laughs> kind of like from the day you were born till now, <laughs> you know, your personal life and a little business. All right, I'll do that. I'll tell you what, Just a, I was listening to your interview, uh, Real Estate Rockstars, I think, with David Osborne today, and his intro was, was so sweet, dude, and uh, so much going on in that guy's life. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm following a master of life, but I'll, I'll do my best, man. Um, I'm from a small town in New Brunswick, Canada. I'm Canadian, a uh, town of about 1,200 people. And um, I lived there, uh, you know, most of my childhood. I attended high school in a city called Fredericton. That's the capital of that small province. I think that province only has about a million people in it, Pat. Yeah, so kind of small town values, I guess, is kind of my background, you know, where your neighbors know you. And my dad was the high school principal there. And so I couldn't really get away with too much, although I tried to do lots. 
went to university out east in a little place called Sackville, New Brunswick, uh, Mount Allison. It was one of the top undergraduate schools in Canada, but I only got in because I played football and I was half decent at that. I only graduated because uh, I ended up being a pretty good player there. I was a captain of the football team for a few years and had dreams of turning pro, but m- many injuries prevented that from happening. So it was uh, kind of the beginning stages of my leadership ability, I suppose. And I think I've always kind of leaned on sport and leaned on my ability to motivate and lead as a way of getting ahead in my business. And I didn't really get back to that until probably the past decade or so. I started selling cars actually after university, was uh, interested in vehicles and had no idea what to do with my undergraduate education. I was majoring in English and history and uh, had no idea what I would get up to uh, after that. And I thought, man, I like cars. I'm going to go sell cars. So I did that for a couple years, Pat, and I was terrible, man. I I, I remember my my, uh, my first wife was a grad student uh, making more money than I was selling cars. And uh, I thought, you know what? Um, the only guy here that looks happy is the guy that owns this place. So I better get my ass back to school and figure out how to do that. I had an option to go to a uh, like a general manager for a car dealership school in Ontario or go to a master's degree, which was kind of always in my plan. So I decided to do the latter because it seemed to be a bit more versatile. Should I change career paths? And so I did that. I I got into a master's program, did an MBA in finance, a minor in marketing. And, uh, you know, through a bunch of other opportunities, had the chance to move to Saskatchewan. That's where I did that at the University of Saskatchewan. And then had another opportunity to move to Lethbridge, Alberta, to take on a job uh, that was a complete deviation from my original plan to work as the one of the managers in the registrar's office at the University of Lethbridge. And, I, you know, and as I was saying, Pat, you know, I, I wasn't really fulfilled in that work. I mean, I was kind of making myself um, be the guy in a university work environment, but I don't think I was ever really cut out for that type of work. And it took me a few years to figure that out. And during that time, I'd also realized that I was in the wrong relationship. And so I was doing a lot of soul searching and a lot of figuring out who I was going to be and what I was going to do. And I decided I wanted to be self-employed. That kind of tied in with some of the work that I was doing at the university anyway. I was looking around at people that were fulfilled in their lives, doing things that I could see myself doing. And uh, it just so happened that the best fit uh, happened to be real estate. And so I uh, began interviewing real estate agents and uh, found myself uh, an opportunity to work with one of the, well, the top at that time uh, team in my city, Lethbridge. So I worked as a buyer's agent, was the top uh, buyer's agent in the city that first year and um, just grown my real estate team since then. And as you talk about in real estate, uh, in your uh, real estate rock star interview, hit a, hit a milestone ECI this year, breaking a million. Uh, we broke 200 transactions this year on for 330 this year and uh, feeling pretty good about the business. But, um, you know, I have to admit, uh, you know, full disclosure and honesty with the GoBros here, it's been a challenging year. You know, we're at this um Magic time, as many real estate team leaders know, between that kind of 200 and 300 uh, ends, as your team reaches that point, you have difficulty between getting the uh, staff that you need on hand and managing cash flow. So I've just been leaning on my goal brothers a ton, the guys in my pod, you know, listening as much as I can to your, you know, your podcast and listening to leaders in the business and talking to them about, um, you know, how to best manage that and how to be a, an excellent business leader. And so growing a lot at that and I have to thank uh, GoBundance and the uh, awesome group of dudes uh, for all that. And my personal life has been amazing. I mean, gosh, I've been remarried now to the most amazing woman, Melanie, for um, a few years, three or four years now. And got two beautiful boys under two and they're just awesome. And, um, 
I just feel like I'm living the dream, man. I mean, this has been one of the best years of my life, and uh, the challenges that I have are big challenges, and uh, I'm just feeling really fortunate to, to have uh, such big things to, to look after, man. That's awesome, man. So you got twins? Uh, no, no, I got uh, a two-year-old and a uh, six-month-old. That's awesome. And how old are you? Uh, I'm going to turn 41 this year, Pat. Okay. That's awesome. Exciting stuff, man. Exciting stuff. So, um, all right. So let's get in some detail. Nitty, uh, go abundance, gritty. What percentager are you? What percentager am I? I was just looking at this this morning, man. I'm, I'm low, Pat. I'm like a 10 percenter, somewhere in there. Okay. All right. So you're building your way up on your horizontal lines there. Well, what about your net worth? Where's your net worth at? Last time I looked, I was at about 1.2, but I'm probably a bit north of that now. Maybe okay. like 1. 1. 1.3, say. Yeah, somewhere in there. All right. And what about your uh, LHI, your Life Happiness Index? Oh, dude, I haven't gone through my one sheet. That's one of the things that my uh, pod is uh, trying to get better at. We're implementing that uh, in the next few months. Uh, I'm just going to take a guess that my life happiness index pad is going to be on the top end of that scale. I would say in the, you know, say the 85th to 90th percentile. And the only thing that could improve there um, would be if I had a better handle on the cash flow in my business and had more money saved up and had a few more investments made. But uh, that would all tie into spending more time with my family and having a little bit less stress in my life uh, when I'm spending time with them. So I think that would be taking me to that 100% mark. Okay, so it sounds like you're you're at the best time of your life, right? Like, um, never been this uh, happier. I, I'm feeling pretty good, Pat. You know, I got great health. I've had, um, you know, I took some steps this past year, uh, you know, as a result of uh, my GoPod and, and the guys that I've been surrounding myself with to be more healthy. I've hired a trainer to work out with me four days a week. Um, been reading lots. I'm listening to tons of podcasts. I'm just making myself a real student of this business and this life. And uh, I've had access to the kinds of people, um, the kinds of information that I've just never had access to before. And I just feel really privileged and honored to have uh, found this awesome group of guys that can help me uh, up-level my life. That's awesome, dude. Well, let, let's talk about the, the worst part, all right, so we can get better, so your brothers can help you get better. So, you know, we've got the six pillars in GoBundance, Gordon. We've got the horizontal income, right, getting paid sideways. We've got extreme accountability, age-defying health, right, genuine contribution, bucket list adventures, right? And relationships. So out of those six, which one do you suck at the most? I would suck the most at my horizontal income, Pat. I have, um, my primary residence is uh, a suited home. So, I mean, I, I've got that going for me. I've got three other rental properties. Uh, they have two doors a piece. So say I got seven rental doors. I've got a fair amount of um, investments, but not a lot of it cash flowing. And so, um, you know, my, my real goal here for the next 15 years of my life, uh, is to become a hundred percenter. And, you know, admittedly, I, I'm like most guys, I would like to get there a lot faster, but, um, you know, I want to have uh, a tremendous business and, uh, I want to be a hundred percenter, uh, in, in that period of time. That's a, that's, that's yeah, cool. I'm, I'm nowhere near it. Right I now. mean, you'll get, but you'll get 10 years is a long time, dude. Yeah. I would say five, make it a five year goal. You should be able to do that. <laughs> I like it, man. You just have to find, I mean, like, what's the market in Canada? Are you reluctant to invest now because the returns aren't good enough? Uh, no. Do you know what, Pat? I'm in a great market. Um, 
you know, we're, we're in a strong buyer's market here in Lethbridge. We have been since 2008, since the world economic crisis. Our prices have come down probably 20% since that time, but really smooth. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. A lot of Canada is the opposite, right? They're, aren't they bubblish? I, I mean, certainly like yeah. Vancouver and stuff like that, right? They're like way above yeah. 2008. So, yeah, man. so your stuff is actually less than 2008 very strange and it's it's a tough pitch to make to homeowners but what's happened here is that we had um a, you know a real affordability problem in alberta but we were the small town and so our, our municipality released tons of land and uh, builders overbuilt and then right after the crisis all these new properties came on board the market was flooded with condos that were just finishing and that drove oh, wow. prices down pretty dramatically and then simultaneously we had a whole bunch of new mortgage regulations that came into play in canada that were intended to cool off places like vancouver calgary and toronto and they had the negative impact of just sucking buyers out of our market so we had a compounding effect of an oversupply of of property and land and an undersupply of buyers and it's taken years for that to work its way through the market. And each year, new mortgage regulations have come out to make it harder to get money. So we, we're just starting, Pat, to get to the point now where our market's going to be bottoming out. Um, I've made a point of buying uh, a property every year or two since I've been in the business. But I need to, you know, I really need to double, triple down on that. I'd like to start getting into some multifamily stuff. I want to buy a building for my team. You know, my I own a brokerage now. You know, I just started on my own brokerage in January. So I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm adding like, a team member every four to six months and we're outgrowing our space. I mean, I got these, these big goals and, you know, our market's prime for buying stuff affordably, even rentals now. I mean, I was listening to, um, you know, to David Osborne chat this morning to my drive to work. You know, he likes stuff that's cash on cash, 12 to 14%. And we can get that here on a 20% down. Can you? 300, uh, yeah, $300,000 property, 60% or a 20% down, 60 grand down. Yeah, I mean, we'll rent them out for you know, say 2,500 bucks a month, your cash on cash works out to be about 12% somewhere in there. Okay. So 300 grand, you're getting 2,500 a month. Yeah. So it's like a 10 cap, 30,000 a year. Okay. All right. I got you. So that's about what you're at about 0.8, not quite of the 1% rule would be, Hey, if, if, if you can get three grand a month on a 300, that'd be a good buy under the 1% rule. So you're a little bit under that. You're about 20% under that. You say, yeah, there'd be no way to get three grand here unless you went room by room, but then you'd be into yeah. lots of vacancies. So but could you get a yeah. grand on a $100,000 property? Mm, no, nah, there's there's really nothing at a hundred here. Seven fifty. I mean, what yeah. would... It- yeah, on a hundred grand, I mean, let, geez, let's see. The cheapest place that I've sold in the past year that you would ever think about even considering living in was a condo that was like 700 square feet, not a great building condo fees are like 350 a month no say 250 a month was $132,000 one bedroom and you could rent that out for like 650 bucks yeah that's terrible that's like yeah, a it half is. a percent yeah when so that. so condos don't work in our market at all i mean you really got to have like a suite upstairs a suite downstairs and you got to rent the garage out for like 250 a Jeez. month to make it work yeah oh, wow okay all yeah. right uh, and well maybe it was over maybe it's overvalued uh, you know with the rental numbers you know what i mean i mean it's not bad there's a lot of areas that in in the united states at least that you know are paying less than that and and certainly like areas like vancouver and montreal may be oh man as well yeah. so yeah they're right, crazy cool. yeah. all right all right so uh so you suck at the horizontal income which one are you best at i gotta say my family man you know my uh my personal life is outstanding I and mean, i feel like i learned a lot of lessons uh through my first marriage and through that divorce uh you know a lot about 
about me as a human being, what I wanted, what I expected, how I had to be to have a successful life, a successful marriage. And, you know, I've got um, many personal philosophies that I think to have helped me to have a, a really happy, loving, successful marriage and family life now. And uh, every day I'm appreciative. You know, in fact, uh, just last week or two weeks ago, my wife started working with me at the business here, and that's just been going great. I mean, we just make such an awesome team. She's, you know, many of the same things that I am and, and many things that I'm not, and uh, I'm just so privileged to have her in my personal life and in my business life that, um, you know, very few hours go by where I don't think of that. That's awesome. So uh, share some share some philosophies, mm. uh, some Courtney you know, philosophies, right? Some <laughs> Courtney Addison philosophies on um, how to have a happy life with wife. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, whatever. I, share, share yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, man. Uh, I, I apply this one philosophy lots, Pat. It's, uh, it's apologize first, ask questions later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I think our society and, you know, how about this? I'll just speak from personal terms. I spent a lot of time in my life uh, trying to be right, you know, trying to stand mm-hmm. out in front and, um, you know, justify my thoughts or my feelings or the, the way that I behaved or what I had done. And, um, you know, I, the older I got, the more I realized that, I, you know, every day is filled with accidents. Every day is filled with learning opportunities. And to think, you know, just on a moment's notice that whatever I had done that day, that week, that year was was right, um, was just bullshit. And why was I married to that idea of being right in the first place? I mean, what I am married to uh, is the idea of having a happy life, um, being surrounded with people who love me, who I love, who I enjoy spending time with. And, uh, you know, you, you know, Pat, I mean, you're a hardworking guy. You've built a successful business. And, and now you're at the stage in your life where you get to give back and, and do cool things and hang out more with people that you want to hang out with. And, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of early days. I'm, I'm still spending tons and tons of hours working. And so, really, am I going to spend, um, you know, the few hours a week that I have with my loving wife and kids worrying about who, who got something right, like whether or not I was right or wrong at a certain moment? So, you know what, man? I, I, I'll give you an example today. Something came up, and or I guess it yeah. was yesterday. Okay. I'd, I had um, some, some buddies invited me out to play poker. I put it in my calendar. And... Uh, and uh, so the, the guys were just confirming with me, and uh, I went to look at my calendar. And my wife had said, oh, she had scheduled over top of that and said, oh, going out for dinner with a friend. And so I sent her a quick message, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, I was going to have poker with the boys. I've had it in my calendar for, you know, a month or whatever. And she's like, well, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't tell me, and I couldn't see that on your calendar. So I booked, you know, I booked dinner out, so I'm going you know, to go do this. And I, and I was a little bit offended at first. And so I, and I, just, I just said, you know what, I'm sorry. I just should have told you. I said, yeah, I could have just BCC'd you on the email, and I confirmed that I should have mentioned it. No big deal. I, I'll look after the sitter. You know, I'll make it all happen. No big deal. You know, my apologies for not letting you know. Like, do I really care if I'm right or not? No. What I care about is that she and I have more happy times than unhappy times, that she feels loved and cared for. Uh, and then, you know, I get a chance to go out and see my buddies, and she gets a chance to go out and see her friend, and that when we come home that night, we're both happy, right? And, um, you know, it's a very small example, but it, I think it applies in a lot of cases. You know, just apologize first and ask questions later. And, you know, and, if it's a bit, and, and so yeah. wait a minute. So, did, so you stayed home, right? No, no, I'll, no, no. I, I'm going to be in charge of booking the sitter. We're both going to go out. Oh, you're going to get the, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the threat initially was just that one of us wouldn't get to do what right, we wanted. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. So I just took charge of the situation and said, "Hey, listen, you know what? My bad. Um, you know, I'll look after it, and everything will be good." And um, yeah, good for you. It, right, take control. 
Yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, uh, we, you know, shit, we get enough conflict in our lives, man. I don't need it with the woman that I love the most. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Over something stupid. Right. Yeah. And it is your fault at the end of the day. <laughs> right. I mean, you did, you could have told her. <laughs> I mean, but it's not the case. I mean, so many things that we do in life, man, there's, you know, there's three sides to the story. Yeah, right? I know. And I know. So, I, so- I, re- I, I was actually reluctant at first to give uh, my wife the calendar access, but it got to the point where it was like, you know, what are you doing today? And um, what about this? And, and did you put, she was asking me, did you put this in our calendar? And, yeah. you know, yeah. did it? And I was like, you know what? here you know you have access to it and now she just looks at it and she knows what i'm doing every single day she's like damn i looked at your schedule and and um you got a hell of a day and i'm like i know yeah. so now yeah. you'll understand if i like run upstairs to grab some iced tea and run back downstairs to <laughs> you know do something do else do without saying hey oh <laughs> uh, for sure man yeah sure. that's awesome okay so so what would you say brings uh courtney joy I'll tell you what, man, uh, what brings me joy is the opportunity to engage with people who are playing on a higher level than I am, but who I can also add value to their lives in some way. And so, you know, that's just, that's an example that could apply to life. I mean, shit, I mean, I got a two-year-old boy and and uh, you know he's he's like me incarnate. Like he, he gets so frustrated so easily, and so <laughs> you know I I can sit down and take a little bit of time helping him get over some of his frustrations, whether it's with how to work a toy or something like that. And uh, at the same time, he's teaching me just to forget about work and to sit down and just to love the moment and appreciate mm, the time that yeah. we have together. And and I would say you know that also applies to my personal relationships. It also applies to my opportunities to sit down with my GoPod every Wednesday when we chat. I mean, you know like. In that crew, like I'm probably one of the more disorganized guys, but I can add some value there to those guys' lives in return for the massive value that they contribute to my life. And so I think it's just that reciprocity and being able to lift those around me up and being lifted up that um, makes me feel so jacked and uh, makes me want to get out there and and give and know that uh, people around me want to help me too. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I agree with you. And kids are like that. Kids kids teach you uh, here and now again. You know, because we lose it. We lose the the ability. Well, a lot of us. I I lose. I lost it, right? A lot of people, a lot of busy people lose the ability. And and a kid could sit there and be like, wow, check out this leaf, you know, (laughs) (laughs) for five minutes, right? And, you know, and then, you know, you're inclined to pick up your phone and, you know, you know, look at, you know, just be busy, right? I mean, we just, we're so inclined to to try to be busy and to be thinking and projecting and, you know, worrying and all these things that we've trained ourselves to be, to be successful over these years, man. And at the end of the day, dude, all, all these young people want from us is a little bit of time and attention and it doesn't take any skill to do that. Yeah. I know a guy who, you know, is high strung and, um, like us and, and, and he was having marriage problems because he had the inability to kind of get down on the floor and get in the here and now. And so they went to a marriage counselor. And a true story, the the marriage counselor said, look, dude, if you can't get a grip on this, you need to figure out a way. Um, I recommend, you know, smoking weed. Yeah. So that you can get in there. And so he fucking went out and bought, uh, you know, a, a gram of weed and and started whenever his kids were around. It sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. And that, oh, and that, that it, phone, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And then I put him into here now. And then he was like, yeah, check out this leaf. You know, <laughs> look at all the intricacies, you know. 
and and, and it helped him bond with his kids. You know, Pat, everybody on this call is thinking about who your buddies are from Colorado right now, right? <laughs> They're like, that's a great reason right now. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's talk about uh, some of Courtney's uh, greatest hits. You know, any country music artist or rock and roll star, you know, has a greatest hits album. You've had your life. You've had 41 years of life. What would you say the five greatest hits of your life so far have been? Oh, man, that's a great question, Pat. Well, I got to tell you what, um, I'm going to start at the top of that list. Uh, I just feel like I knocked it out of the park and scored uh, the best girl, um, you know, on planet Earth, at least on planet Earth for me, man. I mean, if you could see us together, you'd, you'd soon know she's just a A1 chick. She's super funny. She, uh, you know, knows how to make me laugh when I'm at my worst and, uh you know, she's just a great mom to these kids. Neither one of us wanted kids, but we just kind of started talking about it. And I think uh, it was maybe more my idea. And she's just evolved into this amazing mother, you know, super low key, like not a high stress person. I mean, it's, you know, I, we get one A-type go-getter in the house, man. If we had two, I think the roof would blow off. And um, she just keeps things cool and chill and hard work and smart woman and uh, just a great wife to me and a great mother to our kids. So that would be, you know, number one. And as far as I'm concerned, if the list ended there, I'd be good. But uh, you've asked me for five. So let's see. Um, you know, I have to say, Pat, I feel like this little business that, that I've created, you know, has has been something that I'm, I'm really proud of. You know, a lot of days go by where I wonder, how in the fuck did I do this? And why are these people still around? Like, but you know, I, I think that there's something special that I've created and there's something in me that people see. And I, I think it's the um, it's just the authenticity, I think, that we bring to the business and that, I, that I've been able to inspire folks to want to help me contribute and bring that to other people's lives. And, and I think we do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why this team's been successful. You know, we're just we just love giving and we want to work hard and people know that. I, I know that that's the same bullshit that a lot of realtors spew, but, um, you know, for me, it's a real thing. We see it in our clients and we see it in this team and we all love each other and we care for each other and we lift each other up. And, you know, there's no, you know, unnecessary competitiveness. There's no backstabbing. There's no, uh, none of this, you know, kind of bad stuff. Uh, to me, it's just a, a great place to come to work and uh, a great place to feel good about what we've done and, and, um, and I'm, I'm just proud that I, you know, that I started that and I've managed to find good people to come along that ride. I would say that, um, you know, although I don't see it playing a big role in my career necessarily, I'm proud that I went to grad school. I'm proud that I got a, an MBA from a good school. You know, I think I grew up, man, I don't know if I got ADD or if I, like, if I if maybe had just a hard time learning, but like I was never a very you know, good kid at school. I mean, I always had like shitty grades. And, and so for me, I felt like I had something to prove, you know, if I could get into grad school and get through that, then I could prove something to myself about being, you know, smarter than I thought. And so I think for me personally, um, as a confidence builder, that was something that, um, that, that I needed and something that I'm really proud of having accomplished. And, you know, it's not something that I, I care if my kids want to do. I mean, if, if they have those same feelings about themselves, great. You know, I'm not like, I don't tell everybody that they need to go to university or graduate school, but for me, it just happened to be the, uh, the right thing. Um, right. yeah, I would say, um, gosh, man, you're looking for five more. Well, you're two kids. I'll let you slide. I'll give you each son, right? So you met your <laughs> wife, your two kids, you graduate from, from grad school, you got one more. Maybe when you opened up your own firm, right? How about that? January, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, how about this? I'll give you. I'll give you two. I, yeah. Right, cool. so, so yeah, that was a big deal. And I'll tell you what. When my second son was born, his name's Conrad. He was born November the sixth. I had originally planned on buying a franchise, uh, a Century Twenty One franchise, and I was so honored and privileged to have a chance to to bend the year of Mike McCarthy. Uh, he chatted with me for a little bit and and uh, talked to to rock at Montreal a little bit about this opportunity. And both of those guys were a little bit down on it, but I had it in my head that I wanted to own a century 21 and uh, it just goes to the smarts of my wife. You know, she's just had a fucking baby by C-section. She's laying in the hospital. My due diligence condition is due that night. And, uh, she helped me make the decision. She's like, well, listen, you know what? Don't fucking do that. Start your own brokerage. You've got a big brand in our town. People know you, they respect you. You should do this. So fuck Century 21 and let's make this thing rock and roll. And so, you know, I attribute that to, to my wife primarily. So women, you know, so you didn't so you didn't so you didn't open a Century 21 franchise, you just opened up a independent, yeah. right? Courtney Atkinson and Associates or Yeah, it was Atkinson and Associates Realty. And so what happened was uh, it was November the sixth, and so I immediately it was kind of a leverage play, but I immediately gave notice to my brokerage and said, Hey, listen, you know what, we're I'm done by the end of the year. So in that time I had to get my property management license, my broker's license, get my branding sorted, get my signs ordered and printed. Uh, you know, all the bullshit you'd have to go through, get your database set up and you know, like it was a real nightmare. And my admin staff, Pat, was just tremendous. I mean yeah, I threw this at them November the 7th, you know, the day after my boy was born. I said, listen, here's what we're doing. We're opening up this new broker. This is what it's going to be called. Here's what we're doing, everybody. And everybody just jumped on board and immediately began doing the things that were necessary. And all the while, Pat, you know, I, you know, I have to admit, like I was, I was working hard, but you know what it's like when you get a new baby in the house, you're not sleeping, you're not focused, you're, you're quite distracted. And my team really just really lifted us up. And um, so just, just privileged to be surrounded by great people. And they made that happen. And here we are totally kicking ass and I'm um, really proud of what we've done and you know by a long shot the number one team in town here a city of about 100,000 people and slowly but surely taking over southern Alberta uh, which is a market area of about four 400,000 so so yeah really proud of that and of course my, my two boys and the rest of my family I mean I gotta throw throw them a bone too Pat I come from a my parents are teachers just awesome people and uh, not a day goes by where I'm not thankful for where I came from and who they are Love it. Love it. All right, cool. All right, so uh, let's do this, Corey. Let's spin the uh, GoBundance app and uh, see where you come out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a random question off the GoBundance app. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, Pat. Okay. <laughs> Courtney Atkinson, who are you having a one-way falling out with? I am having a one-way falling out with my old, tired, and decrepit vision of who I thought I could be. Who you thought you could be. That's mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. Well, who is that? That's, <laughs> I thought you're, there was going to be more. That's what I was waiting. Like, you know, you're like, dude, this interview is longer than that. You no, no. <laughs> I'm like, you like pause. I'm like, okay. Well, who did you think you could explain? You gotta have to elaborate on that. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll throw some more at that. I'll tell you what. I, I feel like I talk a lot as it is, Pat. So sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> maybe I should just leave it like that. Huh? That's what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so I'll tell you what, I, I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs growing up, Pat. Um, I, you know, I think um, I didn't really picture myself uh, accomplishing the things that I have in my life. 
and uh, I have a natural inclination to think fairly small. And so, you know, every little every little bit of growth that I've seen is kind of like, you know, I've been able to accomplish a lot more in a short period of time than I ever thought possible. And so one of the things that I'm, you know, constantly kind of fighting is who I thought that I was and who I thought that I could be. And, and uh, you know, like a great example, at the very first of the interview, you said, well, shit, man, like you can do that in five years. Well, for me, that was like a, you know, for me, that was never possible, first of all. And then it became like, you know, a 25-year plan. And then finally, I was like, fuck it, man, I got to do this by the time I'm 55. Like, I want to be on to something else by then. I want to yeah. be, you know, have have 100% options. And here you're saying, well, five-year plan. And then I talked to the guys on my, you know, GoPod calls every week. And they're like, damn, bro, like, why are you thinking so small? And uh, <laughs> You know, I just love that challenge, man. And it's for me, it's constant. And uh, and that's why I'm so privileged to be surrounded by such awesome ballers, because uh, every day, man, whether I'm listening to a, a podcast that you do or another podcast that I listen to or a book that I read that, you know, Mike or somebody sent me in the mail, I forget, I just got one yesterday. I'm just constantly challenging those self-limiting beliefs and, 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 and fighting that version and, and those thoughts that I had for myself and my future in my life. Yeah. Well, no, that's a good answer. I mean, right. And I think we probably we all suffer from that same thing. You know what I mean? Like, a, and, and for me, it's a, it's a matter of talking myself out of it every day. You know what I mean? By reading my goals, by, by mm-hmm. looking where I'm at, by thinking about what I want and then by affirming that I can, that, that, yeah, I'm, I'm worthy of that. Right. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. you, otherwise you're just never going to get there if you don't believe that you can. Yeah. And it and it helps to um, you know I, I I try to make a habit of doing a miracle morning every day and doing a lot of those same things that you just described and you know I, I I'm maybe you're the same I don't know but I can say for sure that you know I don't have a hundred percent consistency with that and on the days that you know maybe I didn't go through my entire list or didn't get to my affirmations or didn't get to meditation or whatever it's just so nice to have you know people in my life that um, you know that I have a conversation with that I can hear and be like man like listen to this guy like you know, shit. I, I mean, I, I'm listening to, to to you chat today. I'm thinking, well, Pat Highband, like, is Pat faster than I am? Is he a hundred percent smarter than I am? You know, is he, did he, did his parents give him $10 million to start with that I didn't have? I mean, <laughs> no, man. I mean, you just, you just out there doing it. Right. I mean, so you look at a guy and you say, shit, man, like here's a guy, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not quite as good. Maybe I am better. Who knows? But you know, you surround yourself with enough people and you're going to say like, listen, I, I can do this, man. I, I can totally do this. And you, you hear that people believe that you can do it. And next thing you know, man, you're ahead of where you thought you'd be, right? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, listen, Courtney, this has been great, buddy. I appreciate you coming on and look forward to breaking bread with you and hanging out with you at the uh, next event. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to getting out and uh, meeting a lot of you guys, Pat. I get a lot of respect for what you've done and uh, for all of your contributions to GoPundance for doing these interviews. I know it's, uh, I know it's a lot of work for you, man, and a lot of work for the guys that, um, keep this big machine moving and uh i'm just eternally grateful man thank you so much you're welcome boss have a great day yeah you too pat take care grab life big 